chapter of the book of Philippians. Paul is writing to the church of Philippi, not from your local warm, cozy coffee shop, nor from a fancy desk made of costly wood. He's writing to fellow Christians. He's pushing and imploring his fellow Christians from imprisonment and capture. At this point, Paul's capacity for persisting in life has been tested. He's wrestled with whether he would prefer life or death. And he tells his church family that because he can continue to witness and produce fruits, because the good work of developing others in the movement and way of Christ is not done, he chooses life over death in spite of his suffering and torture and subordination. If great righteousness is to be harvested, it must first be produced. And this burden weighs heavily upon Paul's militant and relentless spirit. And so, from the conditions of his imprisonment to the Christians of Philippi in chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, he says this, quote, And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. Here ends the reading. A prayer that their love will produce a great harvest of righteousness. But this is not an ignorant love. It is not a thoughtless love. This love, too, is neither unwise nor foolish, but is to, again, overflow with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best. Love, overflowing with knowledge and full insight, grounded in knowledge and full insight, guided by knowledge and full insight, for the purposes of determining what is right, what is correct. How often are our movements of love today ignorant? How often does our love today go without insight? It is not enough, Paul says, to love aimlessly or without understanding. True loving that produces righteousness will not be had without true knowing. Perhaps this love removed from knowledge is not even love at all. The Apostle's prayer from imprisonment is that the body of Christ will love thoughtfully, insightfully, strategically, intentionally. But in our pursuit of determining what is right, how do we gain this knowledge and full insight? Well, if we are to love our neighbors with a transformative love guided by knowledge and understanding, don't we have to investigate and assess who our neighbors are, <laughs> where they are, what, what their lives are like, and why? To gain insight into a community or a situation, doesn't this take study? Of course. 
It is not enough, Paul says, to want to love or to think you are loving someone. Love requires knowledge, and knowledge has to be developed. Christians who, out of love, struggle for the production of great righteousness in our world need first understanding, knowledge, and insight. And these things require that we investigate, that we assess, that we hypothesize and then test our understanding. But even knowledge and insight developed through study and analysis will be incomplete without something else. We want our love to be transformative, to produce a great harvest of righteousness in the world. We see our own and others' suffering, misery, exploitation, and oppression, right? But in order to develop adequate grounds for understanding and knowledge that can guide our acts and movements of love, our understanding must be linked to living, breathing experience. Knowledge, adequate enough to help us, as the Apostle says, determine what is best, will be grounded and informed by our relationship with and our link to those whom we seek to love. To know and understand someone requires you to be linked to them. You cannot adequately know or understand someone without them telling you about their life, their experiences, their understanding. You must tie yourself to those you seek to love because without a close link, you will be without true understanding and insight. Love that produces a harvest of righteousness is preceded by knowledge, says Paul. Knowledge and full insight can only be had through, on one hand, investigation and assessment, but most importantly, through real, vulnerable, material relationship. Now, is it the case that we do a single study, we build the deep relationship, and once we've done the study and built the relationship, we have reached the end of knowledge and insight, and therefore our love is finished and complete? No. Paul says that in the day of Christ, you may be pure and blameless. That in the day, you may be. Not today, not tomorrow, but through time, through process, we may be prepared, developed, transformed. We will study, investigate, relate, and test our knowledge and insight through love. Then again, we will study, investigate, relate, and test our developed knowledge with a more developed means of love. And yet again, we must study, investigate, relate, and test our developing analysis with our developing programs of love. Why? Because the production of righteousness in our world today is at stake. By righteousness, I do not mean individual self-reward or something disgusting like that. To produce righteousness is to produce justice, to produce blessing, to produce liberation, to produce relational well-being in love itself. As Christians, with the help of Christ, we must produce a great harvest of righteousness so that the world will be blessed and the world will be saved. The forces of death imprisonment and capture, the forces of bosses, landlords, and banks, 
the forces of imperialist aggressors with their sanctions and their drones and their coups. They cannot coexist in a world governed by love. Foolish love, maybe. Love without knowledge and insight, perhaps. A insidious love that is absent of truth. But that is not the love that can produce righteousness. Love can defeat these forces, but our love must not be idealist or removed from the material conditions and contradictions of the world. It must be informed and grounded in revolutionary theory and scientific assessment. Our movements and acts of love must overflow with and be grounded in knowledge and insight developed through investigation and relationship. Only then will we be able to determine what is best. Only then will our love lead to righteousness. Righteousness.